The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Whether you're thinking of divorcing your narcissistic spouse right in the middle of it, or have finalized your divorce, the tactics are the same. If this sounds like you, you need to know about Christine Hammond's new masterclass series, How to Survive a Divorce with a Narcissist. In this four-hour video series, Christine Hammond introduces the toxic tactics that narcissists use to abuse, humiliate, and manipulate you, and teaches you exactly how to recognize these tactics and navigate through them with mastery and confidence. How to Survive a Divorce with a Narcissist is a deep dive, a masterclass that'll show you how narcissists use tactics like bait and switch, scare tactics, roller coaster ride, and child's play. It's How to Survive a Divorce with a Narcissist, a four-hour recorded video masterclass with Christine Hammond. For more information or to purchase today, just go to growwithchristine.com forward slash narcissism. That's growwithchristine.com forward slash narcissism. This masterclass will change your life. Again, that's growwithchristine.com forward slash narcissism. This is Understanding Today's Narcissist, brought to you in part by PsychCentral.com. And now, here's your host, Christine Hammond. One of the biggest questions I get asked is, should I stay in this narcissistic relationship or should I leave? So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about how do you make a decision whether you should stay in a relationship or whether you should go from it. So let's talk about David and Stephanie. David started to wonder if it was time for his relationship with Stephanie to end. In the beginning, things were great. He thought he found the love of his life. She was charming, helpful, generous, and gentle. But as time passed new problems started to emerge. This might sound familiar to you. The ease of their relationship was now tumultuous. So the excitement and the intensity of the relationship made it easy to overlook Stephanie's temper. She explained that she had a previous abusive relationship and that she didn't mean to be so controlling, but he triggered her, reminding her of her abuser. The problem was that she became abusive in those moments. David thought that he gave her enough time and demonstrated that he was safe. She would actually relax, but she didn't. So the longer the relationship lasted, the more chaotic things became. There seemed to be two extremes. The intense love and deep connection, followed by the turbulent and confusing interactions. 
Arguments now escalated to the point that David was shutting down. But every time David confronted Stephanie, she was apologetic and promised that it wouldn't happen again. Does this sound familiar? The problem is that it did happen again, over and over again. It was time for David to actually make a decision about the future of their relationship. So, with the help of his therapist, David made a list of all the problematic things he was experiencing, and he gave examples for each of them. I'm going to share with you the list that he wrote in hopes that it's going to help you make a decision. So if you are stuck between whether you should stay or you should go, here are 10 things to look at. Number one, transfers risk. Stephanie asked David to assume her risk in a sticky situation. After being late to work again and knowing she might be fired, she begged David to call her boss and tell him that she had a flat tire. When David resisted, there was backlash of manipulative counterattacks designed to force him to submit to her request. Despite his best judgment, he gave in to her to keep the peace. So that's an example of what it means to transfer risk. She's transferring the risk from herself onto him. That's number one. Number two, constant victimization. Stephanie told stories of past relationships where she was painted as the victim and her exes were described as the villain. There was a constant influx of terrible people who have wronged her throughout her life with no apparent responsibility on Stephanie's part. This was a forecast of what would eventually happen to David if he ended their relationship. So number two is this constant victimization where Stephanie is always the victim and everybody else is the problem. Number three, inappropriate anger. Anger is a base emotion and it's a catch-all for all other more intense feelings such as loneliness, fear, guilt, and even controlling tendencies. It can come out in inappropriate ways, such as aggression, like bullying, suppression, like the silent treatment, or passive-aggressive, such as biting sarcasm. Stephanie's outbursts were intense and inappropriate expressions of anger designed to force David into submission. There was no allowance for David to have any inappropriate anger outbursts. So remember, we all get angry, but Stephanie was allowed to have inappropriate anger and David was not allowed to have inappropriate anger. So number three was inappropriate anger. She was doing aggression, bullying, the silent treatment, suppression, and passive aggressive, the sarcasm. Number four, abuse tactics. Several abusive methods surface, such as twisting the truth, gaslighting, verbal assaults, physical aggression, or even guilt tripping. These are all very unhealthy indicators that Stephanie would use, that Stephanie would escalate given the right time, motivation, and environment. Any indicator of abuse is a bad sign in a relationship and should be taken seriously. Let me say that again for you. Any indicator of abuse is a bad sign in a relationship and should be taken seriously. Number four were Stephanie's use of abuse tactics. Number five, gossip talk. 
Stephanie had a habit of sharing secrets with David about her friends and co-workers where there was a clear breach of confidentiality on her part. Unfortunately, how Stephanie spoke about others was an indication of how she would speak about David in the future. There were times when David wondered how much of his personal information was the topic of conversation with her friends and her family. So David saw that she gossiped about other people, and then he became concerned that she was going to do it about him if she hadn't already started doing it. So number five is gossip talk. Number six, one-way communication. David did most of the work maintaining the relationship. Stephanie did not reach out as often as David did in texting, phone calls, and recommendations of dates. By contrast, conversations seemed to be weighted in Stephanie's direction with little discussion about the things that actually mattered to David. Stephanie wanted help with her stuff, but wasn't present for David when he needed a friendly ear. So number six is this one-way communication where it's more about Stephanie was taking and David was giving and there wasn't a reciprocal where Stephanie was actually giving and David was allowed to take. Number seven, no responsibility. When there was a problem, Stephanie refused to admit doing anything wrong and instead blamed things on David, her friends, and coworkers. She also displayed a lack of empathy for hurting David's feelings and discounted the needed for an apology. Yet she insisted that David apologize for things that were outside of his responsibility. So number seven is Stephanie refusing to admit responsibility and instead casting blame onto David. Number eight, controlling tendencies. Stephanie would tell David what to do and how to do it. If David resisted, Stephanie would become angry when things weren't done the way she instructed. There was little to no understanding of differences in temperament, personality, preferences, or circumstances. So number eight, Stephanie had some controlling tendencies of trying to get David to do things her way. Number nine, Absolute agreement. There was no allowance for differing opinions for Stephanie. She insisted that David agree with her 100% of the time on sensitive topics such as religion or politics in order to maintain the peace in their relationship. Any deviation was seen by Stephanie as a personal betrayal. So, For number nine, Stephanie demanded an absolute agreement on issues for which there is a lot of personal preference, and there was no room for them to be able to say, we agree to disagree. That was not possible in Stephanie's world. Number 10, dichotomous expressions. There were only two options that Stephanie would give to David. Unfortunately, both selections tended to be exaggerated extremes with no real practical choice. It was presented as black and white versions with no compromising gray areas. There was a right way, usually Stephanie's, and a wrong way, usually David's. So the last issue that was very concerning to David was this dichotomous expressions where there was only two extreme choices being offered. Okay, let's review the 10 again. 
Number one, transferring risk. Stephanie transferring risk into David. Number two, constant victimization. That's Stephanie is the victim and David is not, or other people are the ones that are causing her problems. Number three, inappropriate anger. This includes raging, anger outbursts, even the silent treatment. Number four, abusive tactics. Stephanie was using several abusive tactics. Number five, gossip talk. So Stephanie is gossiping about other people and subsequently about David. Number six, there's one-way communication where David was doing all the work of maintaining the relationship. Number seven, no responsibility. Stephanie wasn't accepting any responsibility for her actions or behavior. Number eight, controlling tendencies. Stephanie would tell David what to do and how to do it. Number nine, absolute agreement. There was no other alternative but to agree with her 100%. And number 10, dichotomous expressions. There was exaggerated extremes that were being offered with no real practical choice in between. So after reviewing these 10 items, David decided that it was time that he leaves the relationship. He recognized that the relationship had become an unsafe environment where he was likely to get burned and hurt. If you are trying to make the decision between whether you should stay or whether you should go, check for these 10 what I would call huge red flags in your relationship. Even one of them can be problematic. I hope that helps answer that question for you and look forward to talking to you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Understanding Today's Narcissist with Christine Hammond. Brought to you in part by PsychCentral.com. For more information, visit GrowWithChristine.com. Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world. Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.